0: Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hugan, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome to the Gospel for Life. We finally have everybody back in the studio today. Um... Pastor Jonathan, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing well. We have tremendously missed you.
1: Uh, You know, I felt all those prayers, and, you know, the Lord has taken me through all this cancer treatment. I've spent a whole year, a little bit more, and several surgeries, but...
0: You're pretty much healed up, right?
1: I'm healed up. Uh,
0: Everything's reconnected. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Are you brothers missing... uh, What
2: are you guys missing most about this season, this COVID season? Uh, missing my congregation, uh, mi- missing missing being together uh, with the people of God, and I think that's what we're all missing. And, yeah, um, you know, it's it's great to have the technology uh, to do live streaming, but um, it, it's it, it is not the same. And I'm just about uh, ready to be done. I, I am eager to be done with my career as a televangelist. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> And just being together in this room, this is like the uh, the first time in about a month or more that uh, people outside of my family we've all been together in a room.
2: Yes, yeah, for all of us. Mm-hmm. So now,
0: Phil, do you ask people to lay their hands on the screen so that yeah. you can pray for them?
2: Yeah, and I send out little snippets of my handkerchief. <laughs> yeah, and we've got some got some good donations in response to that. So I'm just shaking my head. No. Yeah. All wrong. All wrong. Well,
0: we have been uh, trekking through the Psalms these last two times that we have been together. And uh, we've looked at several of them, and it's been very enriching. Um, Can one of you guys just give us an overview of the Book of Psalms in case somebody's kind of tuning in for the first time? It's just not a kind of random collection. There is kind of a structure to it, right?
3: So the Book of Psalms has 150 Psalms. written by a whole host of different people um the majority of them written by david um and these 150 psalms were put into five books um and what we find is that each of the books has at least in some ways a little bit different flavor to them and right now we're in book two um there are some differences in book two to book one um one of maybe the primary differences is the use of the name of God. In Book 1, the primary name of God was Lord, L-O-R-D, all caps. In Book 2, the primary name used for God is is God, G-O-D. Uh,
1: reflecting on Yahweh and Elohim.
2: Yep. <laughs> right.
0: Well, today we're looking at Psalm 56, and this is this does have a, a story behind it uh not all psalms are are given a context but in the subtitle for psalm 56 it says to the choirmaster, according to the dove at far off terebinth uh Mictam of david when the philistines seized him in gath now is this the event where he acted crazy
2: yes uh it's in 1 samuel 21 and uh David was on on the run fleeing from Saul uh, who was out who wanted to kill him and he ended up uh, hiding out with the Philistines and uh, feigning insanity to to save himself and in some ways it's kind of a humorous story the king of Gath says you know did I lack madmen that you have brought this guy <laughs> into my court uh, <laughs> but you know David David was clever and and it it it, it was a ruse that Saved him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jonathan, would you
0: like to read that for us? (laughs)
1: Psalm 56? Yeah. All right. Um, Be gracious to me, O God, for man tramples on me. All day long an attacker oppresses me. My enemies trample me all day long, for many attack me proudly. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? All day long they injure my cause. Their thoughts are against me for evil. They stir up strife. They lurk. They watch my steps as they have waited for my life. For their crime will they escape. In wrath cast down the peoples, O God. You have kept count of my tossings. Put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? Then my enemies will turn back in the day when I call. This I know, that God is for me. In God whose word I praise, in the Lord whose word I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? I must perform my vows to you, O God. I will render thank offerings to you. For you have delivered my soul from death, yes, my feet from falling, that I may walk before God, in the light of life, Psalm fifty-six.
0: All right, thank you. Well, what are some of the distinctives of this particular psalm?
2: Well, I was—we um, were <clears throat> just a moment ago chuckling about this psalm because there, there is, there is a little bit of humor in the in the incident where David is feigning. Madness, but the reason he was doing that was not funny at all. He was on the run for his life and, uh, Saul uh, was trying to kill him. And, uh, so when he, when he cries out, you know, in verse one, be gracious to me, O God, for a man tramples on me all day long. An attacker oppresses me. Um, he's, he's fearing for his life Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, uh, it's relentless, um, and, and he's something that, you know, most of us, at least well, I'll speak for myself, I can't identify with somebody wanting to relentlessly kill me, but I can, you know, I think we can all identify with circumstances that just seem to come at us relentlessly, and uh, th- that's that's where David is right now.
1: Right, and um, Matthew Henry observed about this psalm uh, that uh, you know, one of the things you see is David is still in tune with praising God. He's, and in fact, Psalm thirty-four is kind of a reflection on this same incident. Incident, you know, but the whole thing. I mean, when you look at this, it wasn't David's cleverness that saves him. Um, his whole trust is in the Lord. He, I he, I put my trust in you, and uh, the. You know, it was it was his prayer that really is the effect of his escape mm-hmm. from from Gash. Mm.
3: I think you have in this psalm a, a, a beautiful structure. So David is in this situation where he has a real enemy and there's a real threat upon him, and he talks about that in verses mm-hmm. one and, and two. Um, Man tramples on me. And David is going to use different words to describe a situation. So man in verse 1 is man in weakness, human frailty. Um, And then he says, when I am afraid, verse 3. So he's saying that even frail man can cause fear. But when I'm afraid, I'm going to put my trust in you. Mm -hmm. And then the next verse says, in God whose word I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. So he's, he's in this moment where he's struggling with fear and faith, if you will. He, the, the moment of, I, I feel the threat that's around mm-hmm. me, and it does cause me to be afraid. But then I, I realize whom I belong to, and then I'm not afraid. And then he says, what can flesh do to me? So now he's changed the phrase of who's threatening him. Weak man, verse 1, now he says, what can flesh do? something then contrast to who God is. But then as he moves through the Psalms, you get to verse 11, he comes back to that refrain. It's in God that I trust. I shall mm-hmm. not be afraid. What can man do to me? And he switches the word for man. Mm-hmm. This is not man in human frailty anymore. This is just man general. Uh-huh. Um, man, just another human being, um, Adam, if you will. And so... It's as if David is working through his fears in this psalm and saying, it's really the New Testament equivalent to this would be Romans 8. There are all these threats that are against me, but I'm not afraid. Why? Not because I'm foolish, but because I know who's with me. Mm -hmm. I know God is there. God's presence is with me. So even in the midst of difficulties and, and trials and and." Situations that are unknown, I can be safe because I'm with God. Yeah. So it's just a, it's just mm-hmm. like all the Psalms. There's just a beauty to its structure. Yes, well. and
2: there's there's a great connection to Romans eight, and also it's uh, this Psalm is quoted directly in Hebrews thirteen, um, where the, the author of Hebrews says, um, "Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have for." He has said, "I will never leave you, nor forsake you." So we can confidently say, "The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a reminder of our confidence in the Lord, and our, yeah. uh, uh, that we do we need not fear. Yeah. Uh, and we take our fear to the Lord, which is which is what David does in Psalm fifty-six. Yeah.
0: You know, it's interesting. I mean, if you that kind, it's kind of a rhetorical question. What can man do to me? Well, he can kill you. Oh, yeah, he can do a lot of but, things. But but that's the worst he can do to you. Yes. Um and that's and that's why that question is kind of hanging out there. Uh, nobody can take away your immortal soul. Nobody can break your union with Christ. Right. One of the things that I think is is amazing about this particular psalm, he says it I think three times. In verse 4, he says, "In God whose word I praise." And then in verse 10, he says, in God whose word I praise, in the Lord whose word I praise. And it's been kind of very fashionable among liberals to um, <laughs> accuse Bible-loving people of bibliolatry. Uh, you worship the word. Um, and here you have David actually using that language. I uh, I praise your word, oh God. I praise, he says it three times. Hmm. It's because there's kind of an a connection between God and His Word that, that can't be neatly divided. Right. And, and of course, we don't
2: worship the ink blots on the, the paper, right. but mm-hmm. we do worship the Word. In fact, the Word became flesh Yes. Mm-hmm. and dwelt among us full of grace and truth That's right. in Christ. And also in the psalm, notice how David, uh, he, he not only takes his lament to the Lord, he, he, but he also cries out to the Lord for justice. And takes his this injustice that's being done to him, and takes it to the Lord. Verse seven: For their crime, will they escape? In wrath, cast down the peoples, O God. Um, and I think that there's, you know, uh, Saint Saint. Well, I was about to say Saint Augustine, but uh, Jonathan's here, so I'll say Augustine. Augustine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Augustine, Augustine prayed, Oh God, deliver me from my need uh, to be vindicated. You know, mm-hmm. we, want, we want the world to know, uh, you know, when we're down, I, I want the whole world to know that I was in the right and an injustice has been done to me. Mm-hmm. And we're so tempted to vindicate ourselves, which usually leads to more sin. And uh, David <clears throat> very rightly Takes his cause to God and calls upon God to be his his vindicator, to be the one who brings him justice. The other part of that is
1: we recognize there are certain times when it's right to pray an imprecatory prayer, Mm
2: -hmm. you know, where where
1: we're asking God to do that that very
2: thing and leave it with Him and leaving it with Him. Yes,
3: just the tender verses in eight and nine. You've kept count of my tossings, you put my tears in the bottle, are they not in your book? And then just the the really the key to all of of the Christian faith in verse 9, this I know mm-hmm. that God is for me. Absolutely. Yes. And that's the sum and substance of our faith. Amen. <laughs>